Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The Solution Radio Show will help you to grow in your relationship with God as your Heavenly Father. Your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg as he shares God's Word with us today. In our first segment today, we'll look at the integrity of God's Word, and in our second half of the program, we'll talk with Robert Wilkinson, a wonderful man that has been obedient to God's call to go to Japan. I think you'll find this conversation very interesting. Let's begin by looking at God's Word. So often today, the Bible is dismissed as not being important or current in the culture. Recently, I met a young lady, and she indicated that she enjoyed going to different religious services. She herself was Muslim, but she had a desire to know why others believe what they believe. I shared with her the great difference between true Christianity and the Muslim religion, and that that difference was Jesus Christ, who died for mankind's sin, and that God, three days later, raised him from the dead. She found that to be interesting. But she did not believe that it was true. She did not deny the existence of Jesus, but she did not believe that he had died for her or that God had raised him from the dead. She only thought that he was just a prophet. Well, the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, by revelation from God, the following. And if you'd like to follow along in your Bible, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 19 is where we'll begin here. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, verse 14, then is our preaching vain. And that word vain means to no purpose or empty or void of truth. And it says you're believing is also vain. Verse 15, Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your believing is vain. It's to no purpose. It's empty. Ye are yet in your sins. Verse 18, Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished, with no possibility of future life. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. So which is true? The Muslim woman who says that Jesus was a good man, but not the Savior? Or the Word of God, which states that Jesus Christ gave his life in place of us on the cross, and then God the Father raised him from the dead? If the Muslim woman is correct, then we are of all men most miserable, for we have believed a lie. But let's continue here in verse 20 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order shall be made alive, Christ 
the first fruits. He's the very first one. Jesus Christ is alive, seated at God's right hand today. Afterward, they that are Christ's at his coming, that's those of us in this day and time, the age of grace, that have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Then in verse 26 it states, The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Death is an enemy, and it shall absolutely be destroyed. What a glorious day that will be. Let's look in the Gospel of John and see uh, some of uh, Jesus Christ's statement regarding himself. Here in John chapter 14, verse 6, it says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Jesus Christ stated that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Absolutely no one can receive eternal life outside of God's plan of redemption, which is found in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, No one comes unto the Father but by him. Either he told the truth or he lied. Not all belief systems are equal. Only one leads to life, eternal life. All others lead to death. If your understanding is unclear, if you have doubt regarding Jesus Christ and what he has done for you, and if you have a heart that truly desires to know, pray to God that he would make himself known to you. Ask him to open your eyes as you read the Bible. He's not hiding. He desires for you to know him. And we get to know the one true God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Psalm 119, verse 130. It says here, The entrance of thy words give light. It gives understanding unto the simple or the humble. Doubt and unbelief, that's darkness. God's word is light. Light will always dispel darkness. Where there is confusion, the entrance of the truth of God's word will bring peace and understanding. In the Gospel of John, Jesus Christ spoke truth. Let's look at chapter 17. We'll start here in verse 1. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this, verse 3, is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth, I have finished, I, Jesus Christ, have finished the work which you gave me to do. And then in verse 80 states, For I have given unto them the words, the words which thou gave me. And they have received the words, and have known surely that I come out from thee. And they have believed that you did send me. Verse 17, Sanctify them, or set them apart as holy, through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Jesus Christ stated that God's word is truth. I believe Jesus Christ. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 
The Word of God is alive. It's powerful. Words are swords. And God's Word, the Bible, and revelation from God is sharper than any other word. His Word brings light to the thoughts and intents of one's heart. Please, please never relegate the written Word of God to the dustbin of uselessness. Those of us that know the truth of God's Word already have more than we know. Our Heavenly Father is waiting for you to make the next move. He has completed a finished work in the life, death, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And on the day of Pentecost, with the giving of the Holy Spirit, He poured out His Spirit upon mankind to the end that all who desire may receive eternal life and do His work. Speak the Word. True deliverance is found in believing God's Word. Testimonies are wonderful. I love testimonies, and I've got plenty. But no one can stake their life on my testimony. However, they can stake their life, their eternal destiny, on God's Word. I'd like to close in the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 16. Let's read verses 19 and 20. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. What a tremendous way to live. We have the privilege to go forth and to preach and to speak God's word. The Lord will work with us and he will confirm the word that we preach with signs following. There truly is no other way to live. Right after this short break, we'll hear from Robert Wilkinson. Robert is a wonderful man that is obedient to God's call in bringing God's word to the people of Japan. He will share with us some of what he saw in last year's trip to Japan, as well as what he is expecting in his upcoming trip. Be sure to visit our website, thesolutionradioshow.com. John posted a comment on the Solution Radio Show website that said, Loved your teaching. This knowledge of who we are in Christ is so vitally important to us. What an amazing privilege we have to reconcile people back to our loving Father. God bless you. John is one of many listeners that we hear from here at the Solution Radio Show. Now through the end of March, if you send a donation of any amount, we will send you a copy of Volume 1, God's Magnificent Goodness. Volume 1 contains the first 14 teaching segments of the Solution Radio Show, along with discussion questions at the end of each chapter. Volume 1 may be used as an individual or group study guide. It will be mailed mid-March. Help to make a difference by supporting the Solution Radio Show with your donation. Visit thesolutionradioshow.com and click the Donate button today. This is the Solution Radio Show, exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ, with your host, Greg Backus. Our guest today is Robert Wilkinson. Robert was born into a Christian family, and he attended church practically since birth. After losing interest in the Bible during his late high school years and early college years, his interest was rekindled at the age of 20 when he took an independent Bible class. Since that time, he has frequently conducted Bible study groups in his home over the years. And during the last three years, 
His vision for outreach has grown dramatically and has led to mission trips to Australia, Kenya, Uganda, and Japan. He's returning to Japan this upcoming March 13th, only about a week or so away, with his wife Patty and a team of four others for one month. I'd like to welcome Robert Wilkinson to the Solution Radio Show. Welcome, Robert. Thank you very much. It's it's wonderful to be here. Thanks. It's great to have you with us today. And uh, last year, um, that was when you went on your first missionary trip to Japan, and I think it was for about two months. Can yes, you, two months. Okay. Can you share with us uh, some of the heart behind that initial trip to Japan, and what what did God work in your heart that you chose Japan as the location to go to? Yes. Um, I first of all, as far as going on any kind of a mission trip. Um, I remember vividly one day uh, where I was walking, I was thinking to myself, you know, Jesus is the Lord of my life. Yes, he's definitely the Lord of my life. He's my savior for sure. He's definitely the Lord of my life in, in most areas, you know, almost all areas, pretty much pretty much everywhere he's the Lord of my life, which is not Lord, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. So um, as long as we've got, you know, an exception there. So I was thinking to myself, you know, it's it's we love that Jesus is our savior, but the Lord part is is a little more challenging sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, if I was really all in and if I said, okay, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do no matter what it is, just my luck, he would send me to China to be a missionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That was like the worst thing I could think of. He'd probably send me to China to go preach the gospel, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then I, I, you know, that might not be your worst, but that was mine for whatever reason. And so then I started thinking about it, like, you know, going to China would be kind of interesting. I mean, better than sitting at home watching TV. And then I thought, you know, I don't know, maybe I could go to China. And then I started saying, God, can I can I go to China to preach the gospel? And and then um, finally I figured out, you know, it says go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So I'm going to China. I'll stay, go at the hotels and stay at the front door. I don't know any, any Chinese or anybody in China. Right. I'll stay around the hotel and talk to people. I don't know. I'll do something, but I'm going. And so then somebody talked to me, this woman from from Japan, and she said, um, you know, that's 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 a great idea. But, um, you know, Japan has less than, less than 1% of the people that are Christian. Why don't you go to Japan? And they really need need you over there. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started thinking about it, and it, it somehow it struck my heart and mulled around in my heart. And I thought, okay, yeah, I'm going to go to – I'll go to Japan, you know, because she said there's a lot of Christians in, in China, which there are. There's, I mean, they're underground and persecuted, or, you know, they have their challenges, but there's quite a Christian presence in Japan. Mm-hmm. There's not in, in – I mean, in, in China. There's not in Japan. So I, I decided I'd go to Japan, and finally – it dawned on me, or I realized that God wanted me to go, and that then He gave me the dates. He told me what dates to go, and, and for two months. And um, so um, I don't know. I just bought a ticket. I didn't know anybody over there, but uh, I was going to Japan because God said go. That's wonderful. So that's kind of how that happened. Wow, that's great. That's a wonderful heart of service there that you have to to do as the Father directs. And and that's an amazing statistic too about how Japan is estimated to be only about one percent Christian. There's about 127 million people, if I remember correctly, in Japan, less than 1% are Christian. You know, in light of that, you know, you went over there not really knowing anybody and not knowing all the specifics, but as God led you, what types of doors of utterance did God open to you while you were in Japan? I did did connect with a, a 
an American, you know, online that's a missionary there and him and his wife and four kids, actually. And he's, you know, about 35 or some age along in there somewhere. But um, his father is American. His mother's Japanese and he speaks perfect English, but he speaks Japanese also. Mm-hmm. He he went there as a missionary and he was kind of having a little bit of a rough time of it. But he talked to me and he put me in contact with the church in Osaka. So I contacted a couple of believers there and they said, yes, you, you could come. In fact, you could stay at the church here. The churches there will have ho- a lot of them will have housing. I mean, there's a place, rooms to stay. Mm-hmm. Like the, we don't see that, at least I haven't seen it in the United States much, but that's kind of typical in Japan. You can stay at the church. So we stayed at the, my, I had a friend go with me, Tony Gonzalez, and um, he he felt God told him to go too. He's more a musician and, and plus a minister and you know, but he does the music, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. We stayed at the church. We preached at the church or taught. And um, then they, they kind of gave us some contacts. Hey, you could go here. You could go here. And I mean, God just started opening doors. And we spent two months and we went all over Japan and, um, you know, vis- mainly visiting different churches to teach the believers their, 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 the power and the ability that they have in Christ and how to rise up and and do the things that Jesus Christ did. So mm-hmm. it seemed like we mainly focused on that, which was interesting because I was ready to do anything, and that seems to be the job God gave me when I got there. Okay. Is there one specific incident that maybe stands out to you as having a dramatic spiritual impact, not only on you, but on those uh, that you uh, Well, there shared? is. There was one. I mean, there, there's five or ten, but the one that to me was the most dramatic, I'll probably start crying when I tell it. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> We're at this church in... I was telling the people or teaching them about to, how to pray and the minister healing and how Jesus, when he when he prayed or ministered healing to people, he would always speak a, a command like or an instruction like, stretch forth your hand, rise, take up your bed and walk, Lazarus, come forth, when be still, you know, he, he would just give commands, he would never say, God, here's a sick person, please do something for this person, you know, he would never did an intercessory prayer. He would speak it out. He'd command it. He'd he'd speak it forth. So I told the people there. I said, you know, if you want to see the power of God, and this, we want to do the miracles like Jesus did, which it says in the Bible we can do, then you need to start speaking. Like either you speak to the pain and tell it to get out. You speak to the disease and tell it to get out. Or you speak to the body and tell it to be healed. Mm-hmm. And if you'll do that, the power of God will show up. And um, so. I said, oh, I'm going to give you a demonstration. Now, this was stretching a little for me, but um, I said, does anybody here have pain in, in their body anywhere? And the Japanese are not real real forward, forthcoming to talk about their health problems in a mm-hmm. big group. There was about 60 people there, I suppose. Okay. But one guy came up and said um, he was, you know, about 50 years old, whatever. But he said his arm, his arm or shoulder hurt. And I said, okay, I'm going to minister healing to you. And I'll sh- to show everybody how it works, you know. Mm-hmm. So I prayed. I, I did exactly what I told him to do. I spoke to the, you know, I spoke to the pain, told to get out, whatever I did, whatever the words God inspired me. And um, and everybody out there was just like on the edge of their seat, just staring to see if something was going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. or what was going to happen. Because they'd never seen it like this. And I'd never done this before. I mean, i got to confess. I mean, I, I administered healing, but to be this bold, to say, hey, watch this. This is how it works. Right. That was a stretch for me. <laughs> so, but sure enough, I spoke it forth and he, he, you know, started moving his arm around and, and he said, yeah, the pain's gone. And like this little cheer went up out of the audience 
and it was and he was smiling and I was happy and I said yeah that's that what works and um then what happened was um at that point we had um the different people like you, everybody got into pairs and one would pray for one person and one would pray for another mm-hmm. you know and ju- just do just what I showed you to the person that's sitting next to you if they have any issues or whatever and so um I, I started walking around the back of the room and the pastor was kind of leading the meeting then and people started praying and ministering and as I was walking around the back of the room God showed me that there were miracles breaking out. I mean, miracles. I don't mean, you know, feeling a little better or the sniffle went away. I mean, miracles were happening all over that room, wow. all over that room. And the only, I mean, the only way I could know that, I believe, is if God must have showed me, because how can you, how can you look at, at a guy across the room and see his pain's gone? Mm-hmm. But but God must have showed me, and um, and it was just so astonishing for me. I mean, it shouldn't have been, because <laughs> I'm the one that told him to do it. Right, right. But it was just amazing, and I started crying but it was just so amazing that that the power of God showed up like exactly, which I knew it would. The word says it would, but it was it was incredible to see it right in front of your eyes. And then God kind of chided me. He sort of chided me a little. He said, "Oh, he said, he said, you think this is a big display of my power? Hmm. Have you forgotten that I created the heavens and the earth? Yeah. Have you forgotten that I parted the Red Sea, that I raised Jesus from the dead? You haven't even seen anything yet." Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> Then I really started kind of like, oh my, oh my goodness, you know, I was like floored practically. Right. But, and it was just amazing. And and then it, and that happened. Pretty much the same thing happened in most every church I went. People just got got it, and they started ministering, healing, miracles started happening. Because if we're going to reach Japan, all the Christians there need to rise up and be Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. take his place. I mean, not that we get worship like he does, but, you know, we need to be about our father's business like he does and do the signs, miracles, wonders that he did and make a difference like he did. We all got to do it. You know, it's not the guy up front on the platform. Right. You know, I don't want to pray for people when I go over there. I want a hundred people to pray. Mm-hmm. I want all the people in listening to pray. They need to do it, you know? And, right. and so it was, that was one of them that just, I, like I say, I kind of cry when I think about it, but it was just amazing, really amazing. Yeah, that's a wonderful testament of God's power and his love for people. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. And that's, that's just a tiny bit of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, think, I think my vision's a little small. Yeah, well, you know that's what he said. You haven't seen anything yet, so I, I'm excited. Well, you <laughs> know, yeah, yeah, right? And you know, in about ten days or so, you're going to be going with your wife and I believe four others yeah. to Hiroshima. Um, is there a specific purpose and goal that's God? God is working in your heart for this trip. Well, it's it's really the same thing as before, and and um, I actually I went to Africa about a couple months ago for a for a a month and um it's the same thing like for example when i when i was in africa i flew over there i knew i was supposed to be there god told me to go and i was at the hotel i'm getting ready to preach this afternoon i said okay um god uh what do you want me to do now <laughs> i'm here and you know we could do you know probably you too and many people they could, you could teach on on healing or miracles or prosperity or salvation or yeah there's there's 50 there's 100 topics we could share about mm-hmm. what do you want me to do god and he said I, I felt like he said, I have put great power inside my people, but they don't know it. You tell them. Hmm. And it was kind of like, it wasn't the, the fatherly arm around you. It was like the the general, the commander, you know, you right. tell them. And it's the same thing. I really believe it's the same thing in Japan. It's, you know, people, got, they have, we all have, and I have it, you have it. Every Christian believer has astonishing power inside them 
they need to learn how to let it out, to, mm -hmm. to use it, to manifest it, to have it come out and change the world and do science, miracles and wonders and make a difference. We want to make a difference for our Lord and Savior. That's what we want to do. Well, you're definitely doing that. I appreciate the work you do and the missionary work and your, your travels over there to make the word known to those uh, that desire to know it. And in light of that, you know, you've written two books, uh, How to Speak in Tongues is the title of one and Interpretation of Tongues is the title of the other, uh, both of which are manifestations of Holy Spirit. Uh, why did you choose those two topics for your first two books? Well, um, actually, the, fir the first one I wrote, I have wrote them both in the last three or four months or so, but actually the one, the first one was Interpretation of Tongues, and I wrote that while I was in Japan, actually, the first time. I was there for two months. But um, it was towards the end of end, end of my stay, and um, see when I when I would teach or share at different churches, I would, just like I did with healing, I would say, okay, I'm going to stand up here and demonstrate these manifestations to you and show you how they work. You know, Paul said in First Corinthians two four, I demonstrated the Spirit unto you, and right. he demonstrated it. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to demonstrate all nine of them, and and but you can't do it in an hour, but you you go as far as you can. Right. So I would demonstrate speaking in tongues, which um, many people don't, you know, people have questions about whatever. And I I'd teach on it and, and demonstrate that one. And then I would demonstrate interpretation of tongues. Now, even the Pentecostals, <laughs> even the people that believe in speaking in, in tongues, which, you know, I'm, I know is not I realize is not everyone um, or, you know, are knowledgeable about it. But um, they had never seen interpretation of tongues over in Japan. They'd never, ever seen it ever. Hmm. And nobody that I ran into. And um, I mean, they heard of it. It's in the Bible. They just never seen it. And it's kind of like that here in the United States. Even, you know, the people hear of it. Maybe they've read it in the Bible, but no one's ever seen it operated. So I, I taught on it quite a bit in Japan, actually. I would do that and healing and the other ones that touch on now and then. But it was mainly speaking in tongues, interpretation tongues and healing. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones I kind of had time for, you know. I taught on interpretation so much, and it was such a dramatic, it was so dramatic to people. There were just, people would cry the first time they did it. Like, I can't believe God worked on me like that. You know, they were just yeah. amazed. So I wrote the whole book on interpretation of tongues while I was on that train. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I when I got home, I, I, pu I published the book. I had it printed, made it available, and people really seemed to like it. It's You can just take it home and read it and, you know, figure it out. Then I figured I better write the Speaking in Tongues book. So they know about that, and then they can go on interpretation. Right. So um, I wrote the one, How to Speak in Tongues, which I think is, I just finished that like maybe in the last, in the last month. And um, it's just, um, the people I have, have read it so far just have really been blessed by it. It's really good. You, you get the book, you take it home, get a cup of coffee, sit at your kitchen table. And if you want to, you can speak in tongues. If you right. don't want to, you don't have to. Obviously, it's all, all the things you got are like that. The ones we want to do, we can do. But it, it's right there in front of you if people want to do it, you know. It explains how, H-O-W, how, how to do mm -hmm. it. That's great. Now, these can be ordered on Amazon, and I'll put a link up on our website for that as well. Now, we're coming right to the close of the interview here. Do you have an encouraging word for our listeners today? Well, um, you know, um, I, I think the one of the reasons I went to Japan and did anything— is um, I started praying to God every day, like, God, I just want to do more. I want to make a bigger difference. I mean, I know I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian for years and years, but I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference to my Lord and Savior. You know, just, just have me, you know, what can I do? What can I do? You know, let me do something. I mean, every morning I'd pray this, every morning. And finally, he says, okay, go to Japan. <laughs> if you want to do something, if you want to make a difference, God's not going to 
he just doesn't waste his resources. And you're, you're, if you're a Christian, you're a resource. Mm -hmm. You can reach people that nobody else can reach. You've got access to people that nobody else, you know. So just pray and say, God, God, just show me what you want me to do. Just open doors for me. Just, you just reach out to your heavenly father and you just cleave to him and he'll, uh, he'll give, he'll put stuff in front of you. He'll put in front okay, do this, do that. And you'll learn things. You'll grow. You'll, you'll do things you don't think you can do. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's an exciting life. It really is. If, if we're willing to go, if we're willing to go. That's great, Robert. <laughs> and you're a great yeah. example of that. Now, if our listeners would like to get a hold of you, uh, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, wildfireministriesglobal.com. It has my email address on there, and that's probably the easiest way. Okay. Well, thank you, okay. Robert. I really appreciate you being with us today, and you're God's very best. I appreciate all that you're doing for the Lord and to move his word. Uh, God bless God you. God bless you, sir. Let's forward and onward and upward. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Amen. God bless. Thank you for joining us on the Solution Radio Show. Be sure to visit thesolutionradioshow.com where you may re-listen to all of our previous shows at your convenience. There is also a link there to the website of today's guest, Robert Wilkinson. You may email me at greg at thesolutionradioshow.com. Our mailing address is The Solution, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. God bless you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com along with resources to encourage and help in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.